Howdy, ladies and gents. Welcome to the sixth episode of the podcast by Pods Golf. I'm your host or co-host, Carson and Katie. Obviously, we got a recap of the old RBC. Then we got a little, you know, insight to the TPC Louisiana. Uh, what is that? The Zurich? Zurich. That's right. Zurich Classic of New Orleans. Yeah. You've played there before, so I guess you need to start it off. Yeah, I played there twice. Um, yeah, it's a pretty easy track as a whole, and so that's why they made it from a uh, individual tournament to a team tournament. It's the only team golf tournament that the PGA Tour holds, um, and it's a pretty cool deal that they've got. Um, but before let's before we get into that, let's let's do a little recap of the RBC. Um, Stuart Sink, wire to wire winner, nineteen under par. Um, that was his third win at the RBC Heritage, which is pretty, pretty incredible. He likes the place. He won it first in 2000. His second win was in 2004, and then now again in 2021. Um, he's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour in the 2020-2021 season. Um, right there, him and DeChambeau are the only two-time winners on tour right now for this season. Last win of this season came back in September at the Safeway Open. Uh, so with this win this week, this past week, that is his eighth career PGA Tour victory. And like you said, uh, three of them have come from the RBC Heritage. So he likes that place. He's an Alabama native, and he uh, he's very familiar with that area over there, and I'm sure he's played that place a million times. Obviously, he's won it three times. But um, 47 years old, everybody knows he's kind of one of the older guys on tour, but he's a big guy. He's 6'4". He still hits a long ways. I mean, he's hitting it past Morikawa all day. So um, it's not like uh, these young guys are wearing on him. Uh, his last win before the Safeway in September was in 2009. So it had been it had been a, a comeback for him, really. I know his wife battled cancer 2016. Yeah. So he had some stuff he was going through. And uh, it was good to see him, you know, come back in the fall and win and then win again this past weekend. So... Uh, good stuff for him. He's I didn't know, but he's second on tour in greens and regulation. So really, yeah, he's uh he's golfing his ball this this season for sure. Um, but good stuff for him. And obviously, he had his son on the bag. I'm sure everybody saw that. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool stuff. He has um on 18th green. He had his wife, his uh his other son, and then I guess his son's girlfriend. So. Like I said, it's just crazy that he's won there three times. But uh, it's nuts about him that old tan line of the head. Yeah, it's uh pretty severe. I don't know. It doesn't look like do. his. I don't know. It doesn't look like his son's losing his hair, but <laughs> neither. They both have. Me. They both have that that tan line uh, gene in them. I guess there was some some funny stuff on Twitter that people were posting. Yeah, it was definitely cool to see him win. Wasn't it four shots over Harold Varner the third and Emiliano Grillo? Mm-hmm. Tell you another person yeah. who played really good last week and has been, you know, kind of on a tear is Corey Connors. Yeah. I've been seeing been him, you know, well. in the top fifteen, twenty each week. Feels like at least. Yeah. Yeah. He's been he's definitely been playing well. Um, I know a couple people that I know that are doing pickums and stuff have, have picked him and been successful in that because he has. I've seen his name a lot, top leaderboard the past three or four weeks or so. He's got a good swing too. I've never really watched him play. I mean, he's the one that Monday queued into that tournament, ended up winning it. 
yeah and uh so it's just been up from there but yeah good to see guys like that i mean we've got we've got guys from all ages and you know that's the thing about this there's just so many different ways to get there and like everybody has such different stories and i mean look at the I mean, the guy that's 47 years old, it's been doing it for forever. And then the guy that Monday cues so many different, and that you can't really do that in any other sport. Like no. there's not going to be any other sport where you got a 47 year old guy just beating on these young guys. Like, it's just not going to happen like that. Tom Brady's probably going to do that. Okay. But how old is he now? 40, I agree. 42, yeah, 43, well, I, I think. I promise you he won't be doing it at 47. <laughs> he's going Brett Favre and play until he's 55. Yeah, you saw how that worked out for him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so let's do a little preview of the, of the Zurich. Like we said, um, I have I played it twice. It's uh, it's not that hard of a track as far as being a PGA Tour event, so that's why they moved it to a two-man event. It's, uh, it's a TBC, Louisiana, Avondale, three minutes like, southwest from New Orleans, um, so right there in the area. Um, in 2004, it's hosted the tournament since 2005, signed by Pete Dye. Uh, par 72, 7,500 yards, um, pretty average, you know, tour. Uh, of course, for the PGA Tour, as far as length goes, um, from what I can say, it is pretty simple. Like, it's it's not very tight. You know, it's not very to off the tee, but par threes are, makes that course so long. Um, it's just thinking back, uh, number nine is a par three. That's the one you'll usually see the alligators on when they uh, like the little alligator that they always do. It's a uh, par three. It's at least uh, from the back back. It's like probably two twenty five, and there's water all the way down the left, and that's like all you can see is water. And from literally from the tee box all the way green, just straight water. Like tuck the pin left, and it's just like literally three paces from the water, so it makes it good. And then number 17, another long par three. It's, it's exactly pretty much the same hole. It's water all the way down the left, par three, like 230. And so they, they got some good par threes, but as far as everything else goes, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's, it's your, not that of course. What are your thoughts on par threes being so long on the tour? Because I really don't see it making it – I don't know. I'm really not a big fan of the long par threes. I think they should be about 180 to – I think it would be more yeah. interesting to at least watch that. I I think that what makes a par three difficult is not the length of it, but no, the, the green complexes. That, that that and then the green complexes because you know PGA Tour players are so good anyways. But when you give them a tee in their hand and a, like a perfect lie, like what you have on a par three and a seven or eight iron, it's gonna be pretty easy for them, you know twenty feet every single time, you know, for the most part. But if you have hard green complexes where you have to hit it in a pocket of the green, you know, that's what makes it more difficult. And so you've got, like, back to what you said about these long par threes, you've got these 225, 30, even 40-yard uh, par threes. Well, those greens are going to be as about as straightforward as you can have. Like this this green, these two greens at the Zurich that I'm talking about, number nine, number 17, they're – not very i mean they're pretty nine's a pretty big green but it's pretty flat there's nothing going on with it and then uh 17's a small green but there's nothing there's no undulation really in it so you know when you have these long par threes you've got these flat greens that have nothing really going on so all these dudes do have had to hit a four or five iron in the middle of the green two putt par even make birdie and it's just like yeah they're long but i mean it it's not that fun to watch i'd rather see some 
some good green complexes or maybe even a bunker in the middle of the green like you see sometimes. And I also like when they have like short green, like short holes, like, you know, what is it? Seven at Pebble Beach, like plays like 90 yards. I think that's more fun to watch than a 250 yard par three. Exactly. Just kind of like 16 at Augusta. I mean, you watch people yeah. hit really good shots into there, but then you have people like old Sander Shoffley who make, what do you make, triple? So it's yeah, really like, not length that makes it hard because, yeah, they all exactly. hit it generally far. So the green complex mm-hmm. is for sure, in my opinion, more important. Yeah, and, and like you said, the things that surround it, like if you think about – best green or par threes on tour it's it's the ones you have wedge in your hand like the mm-hmm. 17 at the players or like you said 12 at augusta those those ones aren't long but those give the people the most uh, difficult times so yeah i don't think the lengthy par three you know the way to go but hey that's what the, you'll see this weekend so um and thing. if you if you get the wind blowing it's it, it makes them difficult for sure yeah i mean another reason i think it's more interesting when it's shorter is because you have to control you don't have to control your spin on a four iron or a hybrid in your hand exactly you're not thinking about flattening it in there with a four iron you know for the most part yeah front middle of the green and let it release back to it exactly so no i agree but um yeah so as far as the course goes you'll see it's pretty straightforward um number three is another par three it's like 210 yards 215 yards i think they can stretch it back to 230 so they're stupid long all of them as a combined but they're not very hard the greens are easy so but um yeah so the uh can the tournament was canceled 2020 obviously due to covid um it, the tournament was first held in 1938 um didn't realize how old this this um Zurich really? classic was yeah um obviously it wasn't at tpc louisiana that didn't open till way later but um yeah 1938 was the, when it was first held it's been held um this event has been held annually since 2017 it's talking about well that's probably what it's talking about it was an individual event from since 1938 yeah. and then since 2017 it went to a team event so i, I, I get that now that makes sense um, but yeah, it's the only uh, team event on the PJ Tour. It consists of 80 teams, um, 160 players. It's a uh, 36 hole, 35 teams, and ties move into the weekend. Um, the first, the rounds one and three are best ball, and rounds two and four are alternate shot. So that's pretty unique. Um, if it does happen to go into a playoff sudden death, uh, the first hole will be alternate shot, and the second hole will be best ball, and it'll alternate until a winner is decided. So that's a unique way of doing it. Um, that's for sure unique. You gotta. Not only do you have to get your mind right about playing good golf, you gotta remember if you're playing alternate shot or best ball. So that's pretty interesting. Um, but I like it. I think it's cool, you know, to change it up a little bit, see some guys, a little more laid back event, see some guys, you know, playing with each other and feeding off each other. It's pretty pretty cool. I'm excited to watch it. I've never actually watched this tournament like on TV. I've never just paid attention to it. Um, but it'll also be cool to watch it now since I've played it and I can kind of compare the way that I did stuff to the way they'd play holes. So, exactly. um, pretty cool. But, um, yeah, some, some past winners, <clears throat> you had 2019, you had John Rahm and Ryan Palmer, which is such a weird pairing, but obviously it worked. Um, obviously 2020 didn't have the tournament. 2018, Scott Piercy and Billy Horschel, 2017, Jonas Blix and Cameron Smith. 
So they wanted a playoff too. Did they? Yeah, they beat um who did I say? Brown and uh Oh yeah, Scott Brown and Kevin Kisner. Yeah. Yeah. And they're playing with each other this week again? Yes. Scott Brown and Kevin Kisner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, South Carolina guys. I know those are they're good buddies that they play back home together. Uh so, yeah, yeah, so do you have um do you have some odds or some pairings for the tournament? Yeah, so the favorites are obviously the um past winners of John Rahm and Ryan Palmer at plus seven hundred. Uh I actually really like that pairing together because their games kind of mix really well. Rom, obviously a very good driver of the ball, really good short game. Ryan Palmer generally hits his irons very good. Mm-hmm. So I can definitely see why they're playing together, but them two together just don't I don't know, they don't seem like they, they match up too well. Ryan Palmer's an old boy from Texas and you got John Rom is a fiery Spaniard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't add up. I don't I don't know the logic behind that either, but it Maybe works. they're good friends. Works. They're obviously yeah. friends or something. It worked in 2019, so why fix it if it ain't broke? Exactly. Um, another good one is Cam Smith and Mark Leishman at plus 900. Yeah, obviously Cam Smith. Uh, before Old Stewart Sink teed it up, wouldn't he? Didn't he shoot like 63 or 64? He was definitely in the hunt, and then he shot like 74 on Saturday. Yeah. That always hurts, but also Mark Lee. Um, well, I mean, to start off, Cam Smith is – and this is his fifth event in a row where he's finished tied 17th or better. And then Leishman yeah. obviously finished tied fifth at Augusta. Mm-hmm. And then you got to think with this being like a team format, Leishman's played in the past four President's Cups, and he's been really solid for their team. So, yeah, obviously I think yes, that's – and he likes that mindset of it. Yeah. Because he's more of an aggressive type player. If you've ever, you know, watch him mm-hmm. play, he doesn't yeah. back off of anything. Uh, this yeah. one, I feel, I feel really bad for Morikawa this week with old Matthew Wolf because he's been struggling lately. Obviously, <laughs> um, it was yeah, really but... sad to see that picture of him. Uh, did you see that picture where he's just sitting there, like with his hat to the side, and just it looks like he's just frustrated and out of it with Mm-mm. golf right now? I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, um, I think it was at it one can, of the events. He sat down on a bench and just he looked like he was not having it. Which it'll is wear sad. on you, man. Is, yeah, it definitely will wear on you, and especially with him coming out of the gates after after uh, after college, came mm-hmm. out and didn't he win one of his first events? I know he won in. Uh, yeah, yeah, he won early. He won early. I don't remember exactly what it was. It might have been it, but um, I remember him making that putt off the green for eagle to win it. Um, so yeah, he. That just goes to show that this game is you're never gonna you're never gonna conquer it. Um it's a it's a tough game and the amateurs out there that struggle and struggle and struggle. It does get better, it does get easier because your problems aren't as big, but just look at him and Spieth and Fowler, like it's you're always gonna be battling it, even the best players in the world. So yeah. but that's why that's why you love it. That's why I keep playing, just keep tackling it. But yeah, so hopefully he brings his game around. Who knows? Him playing with Morikawa this weekend, he might might can find something. But well, they definitely be... can. He's just been struggling lately. Yeah, no, it, he'll get over it, but it'll be fun to watch them two play. Two young yeah, guys. I mean, if you think about it, they're the future of TaylorMade. Those yeah. were two big signings out of right out of school. Where Morikawa mm-hmm. obviously winning the PGA, and then Matthew Wolf yeah. was right there until the end with DeChambeau at the. U.S. Open. Yeah, the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Um, long exactly. later, 
good putter. Yeah. Awful swing, so be- great too. Now the most interesting pairing uh, to me is Tony Finau and Cameron Champ because those are <laughs> probably without DeChambeau, those are the two longest guys on tour. And yeah, and they're playing together. <laughs> yeah, and especially you said this course is pretty gettable, so that'll be really. Really interesting to watch. I think they'll succeed until about late Sunday because if you look at both of those fellas, they can't really finish too well when it comes down to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, two wrongs make a right. Maybe they'll. Uh, that is true. Maybe they'll they'll bring it out together. But yeah, like number eight, I know is like a travel par four. It's like two or it's like three twenty maybe. That'll be a fun hole to watch. Not just them, but you know most of those guys can reach that. But those dudes will be hitting three woods into there. So it'll definitely be fun to watch them. Like I said earlier, I would hate to have to be playing in their group because you'd just be looking at the back of their heads all day long. Oh, you have zero chance to catch up with them. No, don't even be now if he actually – have you seen him when he actually brings it all the way back? You gotta yeah, when he's like got 200, 200 ball speed. Ball speed. Cameron Champs, in my – he actually might be the longest player on tour, Cameron Champ. The old slingshot method. Yeah, it is nuts. Um, there. I mean, imagine, uh, imagine them. One guy hits a 340 yard drive, and you're like, "Oh, wait, there's another one." Here comes a six iron into 220 yards to the hole on a par five. So, you know, it just keeps coming and keeps coming. But yeah, it'll be fun to watch them play. I'll, I'll be interested to see who they get paired with. What other odds do you have? There. Uh, the other odds, my uh, sleeper picks for this week, like really good odds, is Sung J M and Ben on it. Plus forty one hundred. I think yeah. those two together. I don't. I don't know how they're that low in the odds, because Sung Jay's obviously isn't he a top twenty player in the world? And then Ben On has unbelievable short game. Um, he's yeah, kind of a, a good more up and coming type guy. Yes, he's been on tour for the past couple of years, but you really don't hear about him that much. No, and that's then, a good one. Yeah, and then my fan favorite, in my opinion, just because I think. I think he's a good guy to watch is old Joel Dahman and Lonto Griffin at plus 4,000. Yeah. Dahman obviously finally won the PGA Tour this year. So it'll be uh-huh. uh, it'll be fun to watch him because he's obviously very outspoken and goofy. Yeah, he's always fun to watch. And then Lonto Griffin has played solid. I don't, I don't know if he's gotten up there in like contention this year, but you always see him you know, in the top 20, top 25, that type of situation. Yeah, it's always interesting to see the pairings in these events because obviously, you know, like if you're if you're getting paired with somebody, it's because you have like mutual friendship for the most part, you know, in most instances. So I don't know. It's just kind of always cool to see which guys are going to end up with who, like Scott Brown and Kevin Kisner. Like I knew they were big buddies. They practice and train together and hunt together and stuff. And so you can only imagine how fun this week is for them. For sure. I'll tell you a sad one that's not in the field this week that I think was always fun to watch was Brooks Kepka and his brother Chase Kepka. I think that's pretty cool to see his brother who's not on the tour. Yeah. He's almost – I mean, he's a good player. I think that's really cool to see and it's a good opportunity for himself. Yeah, that would have been cool to see. Yeah. Not too much more to go over with the Zurich, you know. It'll be fun to see them eat that course up. But, uh, yeah, let's move into uh, the – Pod's questions. We got two questions this week. Uh, it'll be short and sweet. Uh, the first one goes back to what we were talking about. This one's in from Cade Stone. It's thoughts on Billy Horschel. 
and you can speak a little bit more on this, but in my opinion, it's just kind of like what I said earlier. He uh, he hadn't had much success in a while, and so just like anybody else, you don't really want to voice your opinion when you're not playing very well because nobody's really going to listen to you. But he's starting to play some good golf. He's had some to voice his opinion more. And, you know, that's one thing, but then these little tantrums he's throwing is another thing, um, like he did at Augusta. Wasn't that at Augusta where he was spiking his clubs in his bag? Yeah, real, um, real class act. Yeah, it's just stuff like that that I'm just not real keen on. Um, you know, voicing your opinions to the media it, uh, is one thing, but, you know, showing your butt, you know, in front of national television is another. So not really a big, too big of a fan of him, but I don't know. You're going to have those guys. So it is what I mean, it is on that. My thoughts on him are, yes, he's a great player. Obviously, he won the FedEx Cup years mm-hmm. ago. I think he's a great player but in my opinion when it comes to this is this is a big opinion to have with already you know the pga banning anchoring and stuff this is a big thing especially with all the people that are using it now and especially coming from billy horschel who in my opinion doesn't i know yes he has his own opinion and he should but the people that you think of that should be able to talk on this subject is like Tiger, Phil, Rory, not Billy Horschel. Let's be honest, yeah. he's not, he doesn't move the needle like he, like everyone else. Yeah. And I think it's a little ridiculous, the tantrum that he had. Um, but, yeah, there's just a lot going on with him right now. And then that was just like the icing on the cake, I think. You know, if he would have said that, if he wouldn't have done nothing, you know, no little temper tantrums and all that stuff, and then he would have kind of come out about it, it would have been a little different. But then again, that's him. He's always been like that. So it's not it's not a shocker by any means. But like I said, I I don't agree with it. But then again, I don't really care, to be honest, because it's good to get some stuff stirred up, you know. If he wasn't doing this, because nothing's really going on right now as far as you know, personalities go on the tour. You know, Bryson's not playing good, so he he's not entertaining anybody. So I would rather know. have Bryson talk about this though than Billy Horschel. <laughs> Even though Bryson, yes, he uses it. I don't care what Billy Horschel Yeah. But I don't know. Well let's that was a that was a good question because yes, thing that's going on on tour right now. But um so the second one is coming in from Cat Daddy. This is what has happened to Ricky Fowler? And, yeah. you know, that's a good question. That's something we could talk about for an hour long. But I'm, I'm going to speak on this, and then you can give me your thoughts. But And this is a very hot take. But I personally don't think – I don't think he was ever really – I think he was – you know, obviously he was a great player, and he had a lot of success on tour early in his career. But the dude was so – just blown up because he was such a icon on tour you know <clears throat> the fancy colors his personality he's a man of the people all the kids loved him you know but i mean he just never really did anything that astonishing to me and um he's always and obviously now he's gotten into some swing troubles but i just think i love ricky fowler he's one of my favorite players on tour but i think he's just a little bit overrated um in my opinion and now he's been, you know, working with some coaches and he's having some swing issues. And to get more like technical as far as the swing goes, you know, he always has had people known him to have a flat swing or whatever. 
But, yes, so when he takes it back, he obviously keeps the club extremely outside his hands, which is good, but then he rotates and just folds that left forearm over so much off at the top that, in my opinion, the only way to come back from that is to steepen the shaft, which is what he does. You know, his if you've got the club so laid off, you can't really shallow it anymore. And I think that's what position he's in, and it's just hard to come back off of that. So if, if you slow the swing down, you get to him at the top, he steepens his shaft, and I think that's where his inconsistencies come from because obviously we know he's going to make every putt he looks at for the most part. He's a really good putter, but it's just everything else. And I don't know mindset-wise what's going on, but I just don't think – I think he has just always been just a little overrated. Now, your opinion might be different on that. I don't know, but – I wouldn't say that he's overrated because he's obviously won the players. Yes, he has not won – a major championship, but early in his career when he came on tour, he was that was kind of the time that Tiger really wasn't on, you know, his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they needed someone that the fans liked, and he was that guy. Real, yeah, real loud, you know, what he wears, wears like bright neon, all that. Kids loved him. I mean, you got to think of all the kids right after when he came on tour that had those little Puma flat bills on. I remember. Every tournament you go to as a kid, you just see these little orange Puma hats. And that's obviously because of him. He was a great college player, great amateur. Yeah. Um, and my opinion on what's happened to him is this year his putting has let him down really bad. That Yeah, he has been skeptical on that. He's, he's switched putters a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sad to see because, in my opinion, he has the best stroke on tour. He has such yeah. a flowing – it's pretty to watch. Um, I think that's real or what has gone down with him is he's always had a real handsy release. If you watch it, you know, he, it's real handsy. And he also, what is that? His arm is bent like crazy at impact. Have you seen it? You're talking about with his, his golf swing in general? Yes. yes. Yeah, he he's had, had to be real handsy with it because he's got a steep shaft. Yeah. So he's real handsy. And I think it's finally just caught up to him where he has to make the changes or he's going to just go away. Um, yeah, I'm just like, I mean, the dude's got five PGA Tour victories. If it wasn't for the Players' Championship, the dude would be in some trouble because <laughs> that's kind of what kept him alive. But when you just you think of Ricky Fowler, you think this dude's won like 10 times on tour, and it's just not no, the case. I think the way that people talk about him, he's won 30 times. but he Exactly. Just, he's just a man of the people. He never could get it done. There were so many opportunities early in his career to win like every week, but he – he just couldn't get it done, and once you can't get it done, I mean, it's hard to win out there, obviously, but he yeah. hadn't lived up to what the, everyone thought that he was. Yeah. He still made right at $40 million on tour. So, like I said, I mean, he's had a decent career right now for how old he is, but it's just, I don't know. Like I said, I think the big thing is that he, he's so favorited by the people that yeah. you think he's bigger than he really is as far as golf game goes, but I don't know. I just don't think if like if it wasn't for the players, he just wouldn't be that big of a deal. But I don't know. I love the guy. I think he's one of my favorite players on tour. I'll never d- down talk him, but we're just I hate it that he's just not what he's really made out to be in my opinion. I mean he did. He started out great on tour and he was a heck of a player and he was in the top ten in the world, but it's just he's fallen off. I hope he brings it back because JT's brought it back. I know he was on a, just a minor lull, but Jordan obviously is coming back to play good golf, so maybe he's next. I don't know. 
Yeah, really the spring break group besides Smiley Kaufman. Yeah, him and Smiley Kaufman have fallen off. The spring break <laughs> group. The other two are still playing good, but I would love yeah. to see him play good again. It's just – That's think, what golf I, needs. It's his turn. Jordan's yeah. back. Now it's Ricky's turn. It would be good to see him win. Obviously, everyone likes him, so hopefully – And I think he will. I think, I think he will. He will. You know, it's not like that. He's still making cuts, and he's still sometimes in contention. It's just not – I think he's just got so much, you know, people are hyping him up because he did start out so good that, you know, it's just he's on a different level as far as what people expect. Yeah, so we had those two questions this week, and that'll be it. Um, We will post another story on pods this next week or this week on Instagram for the the next podcast, and we might do something on Twitter. We got our Twitter up and running. Uh, For those of you that are on Twitter, um finally got that going got some good stuff um generally the same thing kind of we talk about on here we'll give some insights on the pj tour and then we'll give some updates about what's going on just with the brand in general and about this podcast but it's uh pods underscore golf on twitter so if you like twitter and you're active on there and you like golf content uh go give us a follow on there um some good stuff going on over there but yeah so so moving to our last segment, we've got our rapid fire questions. Got three for you. Uh, the first one: Do you care more about breaking forty on the front nine or breaking eighty overall? Because I generally can get on eighty watch pretty fast. I mean, but um, honestly, yeah, I would I would prefer not to shoot forty on the front. So you care more about shooting breaking forty on the front than breaking eighty overall? Okay. I'm just saying, I mean, you, you sit here like it doesn't matter. No, I hate it. I hate both of them. Yeah, I just, just hate both of them, I guess. That's a, that's a funny yeah, question. Great answer. That was a good question, and you butchered that answer. <laughs> okay, mine is a little dumb compared to that one. So on the golf course, are you more of a Gatorade guy or a water guy? <laughs> uh, I'm definitely a water guy. Uh, I never drank Gatorade when I was because of the sugar. I don't know. I just I like to chug water and keep me hydrated in that instance. But yeah, definitely on the water side. Um, all right. So, what is your favorite personality on tour right now? My favorite personality, honestly, I I like DeChambeau's personality. I think he brings a more fun way to look at golf. Or it's not fun. It's different and. He's kind of a goofy guy, knocks the piss out of it. And yeah, I guess as of right now, him, obviously when Tiger's here, I like the modern Tiger of how more open he is. But mm-hmm. obviously out of out of it right now. Who's your – I like Kevin Kisner. I do. Too. Yeah, I like Kisner's um, – dude, I like Victor Hovland. That's uh, going to be mine. I just – I think that dude yeah. is hilarious. He He's a goofy guy. guy, and he just goes with the flow. Um, I, I def, I'd have to say Vic on that one. He's always smiling. If you look at him, he always has a great attitude, really good with the press. Yeah. Um, and stay off the weed. That was, that yeah, was you, never, you never know what you're going to get with that guy. Mine's going to be, what is your go-to food after playing a round of golf? Hmm. It depends. I mean, when are you playing? If you're playing in the morning, what are you going to get for lunch? Playing. Lunch. Mid- 
the past two times I've been going out to center, um, the cook out there, she's been making just like, and this is what I eat before the rounds, but I'll, I'll eat it after too. So she, so I'll get like a Caesar salad, a grilled chicken Caesar salad, and then instead of the Caesar sauce, like the Caesar dressing, I'll do um, just like ranch dressing because I like the Caesar lettuce and the you know the cheese that comes on it. I don't yeah. like really a house salad, but I love the Caesar salad with the the ranch dressing because a Caesar dressing will make or break the salad, obviously. And there's some really bad Caesar dressings out there. I'm not saying that theirs at the club is bad. I've actually never had it, but I just a grilled chicken Caesar salad with ranch is my go-to. And it's easy. It's light on the stomach, especially before a round. It fills you up, but it's light on the stomach. And I don't know. That's just what I'm. That's what I'm going with there. I'm going with the club club sandwich. You can't beat it. Yeah. Can't beat it. Pretty, no matter pretty you cliche. Go, it's easy to, you know, put up together and just always never disappoints. Yeah. And then if you don't finish it, those are easy to carry on the course. You can't really do that with a salad. But yeah. Okay. So uh last one for me is <laughs> least favorite personality on tour. Wow. <laughs> Billy Horschel right now. <laughs> I knew that one was coming. I, I actually, to be honest, I was about to say Patrick Reed too, but I, I kind of like his personality. I don't like him as a golfer, and I don't like his aspect of cheating and stuff that has happened. But I do like his personality. Yeah, yeah for sure, Billy Horschel right now. He's dead to me right now. <laughs> I think a lot of people would say that. Man, I would have to go. With, I don't dislike Brooks Kepka, but I don't care for his personality too much. I think he tries to act too hard a lot of the times, especially with the media. And I just, I don't really care for it too much. Um, I'd probably go Brooks and then I don't have a problem with Billy Horschel. I think he's a nice guy. I just think he just is kind of dramatic, but um, yeah, I'd have to go Brooks on that one. All right. My last question is going to be, are you more of a regular like pistol grip guy or super stroke? Uh, I'm definitely pistol grip i've never really i've had a couple super strokes but they were the bigger ones mm-hmm. um i've never really dabbled with them i would like to you know try to use the one the new ones that like jt and them are using i just like a slimmer grip i know that so the pistol grips have always been good like the just original golf pride ones um that's what i'm using now but i wouldn't be opposed to trying one of the new super strokes so um yeah i have, I have a tough. super stroke right now and i'm not not a big fan of it. it. It's good for, I don't know, to practice with because obviously it kind of helps you with taking the hands out of it. But yeah. honestly, I think the pistol grip is the way to go. Yeah. It's all about feels, but that's what's comfortable to me. So I'll probably stick with it for a while. Now, if they make a, and I know they make some slimmer super strokes, I would maybe go with that. But I like them really small. So that's it for me. But yeah. So that's pretty much all we got for this week. Uh, a little recap of the RBC preview of the Zurich and then our pods questions. So we're going to, like I said, we're going to keep posting those questions. Y'all keep sending them in, get some good, good topics in here. Um, so that'll be it for episode six. We'll be back next week for episode seven to see who, what team wins the Zurich. Talk about it a little bit. So thank you all for listening and we'll see y'all next week. Come on.